Bones and Blood. It's got oh, it's the new one that's yeah, just come out uh, with, uh, with Timothée Chalamet. Timothée Chalamet. Chalamet, and it's got what's his name, the older Timothée actor that we all like, uh, who is just in the the outfit. Oh, oh yeah, Rylands. Rylands, mm-hmm. yeah, he's in this. Which I need yeah, to watch the I saw the, the trailer. Still, it's too. Bones and All is the Bones name and of all. it. Bones yeah. and All, yeah. Um, it, I saw that. the trailer for it, and I was like, well, shit, yeah, I want to watch it. Yeah, like a cannibal, cannibal love story seems right yeah, up our alley. Yeah, I mean, like, cannibal love stories, what do we know about that? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a new Popsicle Pop-Up. This is an irregular series where the Popsicle team breaks down stories that we, for whatever reason, just couldn't resist talking about, although I think we know the reason in this instance. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it means that one or more of us is dying wow. to talk about something new because we liked it that much. Today's Popsicle pop-up is about the new interview with the Vampire series on AMC, specifically the final episode. Written by Roland Jones and Ben Philippe, directed by Alex Ostrander. Today's group is um, obviously Lisa. <laughs> oh, well, hello. Yes, it is me here to talk about this show. <laughs> she is a PhD in the Vampire Lestat, and she is also the creator of Hex 11, along with me. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Hi. Uh, of course, there's Phil, our amazing producer. I, I am. Also very into romantic blood and guts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've become accustomed to this over the last few years with y'all. Especially. Yeah. It's in all of our DNA. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. of course, it is I, Kelly Sue Milano, the person who had a friend text them today to say, you are in your goth queen era and I'm here for it. <laughs> Based on all of our introductions, we are very, very, very qualified to discuss this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the series has been created by Roland Jones and executive produced by Mark Johnson and Alan Taylor, who directed the first two episodes. There's a thing here that says questions and topics, but really the only thing that I want to talk about is <laughs> that moment on the dance floor. Oh. <laughs> Le sigh. Le sigh. <laughs> Trey Swoon. <laughs> like for so many reasons. Oh my God. Um just like yeah. the the whole like I mean this is what we love, right? Like this kind of like rebellious love, right? This rebellious romance. And yes. it's um it's such a key part of this telling of the story. So to have it, you know, to have it realized in that moment was, it was just beautiful. I mean, that entire sequence. (sighs) It was the scene just before, (laughs) just before on the the balcony where Lestat comes out to Louis and he's talking about how the city was built out of the wilderness that surrounded it and uh, how things are so desperately alive and desperately fragile. Mm. And there's so much going on in his performance at that moment. One, the heartbreak of being turned on, knowing mm-hmm. that he's going to be killed. 
by someone who he loves, but he's too much of a mess to actually be able to love something genuinely. You know what I mean? Without destroying it. Uh, so he's talking about himself. He's talking about his relationship. He's talking about a city city. I put in quotes that he loves, you know, God, yeah. there's so much going on. And so when they hit that um, dance floor, yeah. it's like, yeah. I wanted to say about that balcony scene, like on the first watch through, because I didn't like, I didn't know how it was all going to play out mm -hmm. in the final moments. Um, but watching it the second time was like, oh, this is like full on Hannibal and Will. Oh, yeah. Like, like <laughs> full on season two ending Hannibal and Will. <laughs> Man, it's so real. I keep waiting for like watching the end credits and just seeing like a little secretly EP'd by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's it. It only seems right that Brian Fuller should have something to do with something. this show. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how... he is. I, Cause I, I mean, he is also a huge vampire Chronicles fan. So yes. well, it's like how everybody thought, it's like how everybody thought that Neil Gaiman had something to do with rings of power. In like <laughs> a good way. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, yes. Brian Fuller, great work on interview. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, no, I completely agree. And I also, what I what struck me so much about that scene when they get to the dance floor is that Lestat's not wearing his wig anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this has got to be intentional or else it wouldn't mm -hmm. be happening. Mm -hmm. And it felt to me like a sweet little nod to the original, the, the sort of original Lestat right? That mm -hmm. is, it's a departure on the show because it's a completely different era that this is happening in. Yeah. And I felt like that was very sweet, mm -hmm. but it was also very much like Louis still has his costume on, you yeah. know, Lestat is the one that's being tricked in this scenario. Right. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I love this detail. <laughs> yeah, it. it's that's true that he's like that right. much more. He like that Lestat is coming off as that much more vulnerable. Exactly, mm -hmm. and I just yeah. loved that choice. Yeah, mm -hmm. I also loved being able to see like whatever the scar is on Sam Reed's face. Yeah. He's got that powdery white makeup on. I was like, oh, yeah. Did you get that? Tell me. <laughs> Found it. Tell me the story of that beautiful scar on your beautiful face. Totally. Um, so there were some, there were some reveals, some pretty big reveals in this episode. Mm. Twists. So many twists. So many. Um, ones that I loved, and then some that I was like, mm. I don't that. Curious. <laughs> Oh, now um, I, yeah. So tell me, let's, I did let's not, lay it out I, there. Admittedly, I did not love that Lestat turned his lover. Oh. And that, and like hired her to be like a PI. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't love that twist. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I understood it as like a nice, you know, a really interesting way to sort of close that ongoing kind of like runner with that woman through the show mm -hmm. but I was also like man y'all did her dirty 
Oh, very dirty. <laughs> and I mean, there is a there's a correlation to her character in the book. Um, sure. It doesn't. It obviously doesn't play out the same. It's it's a you know different person, but it's like. I had actually, like, it's such a minor thing in the book. Like, I mean, it has to do with this kind of moment of sure. the death of Lestat, but yeah. it's it's not it's not an ongoing thing. The character never shows up again. Like, yeah. it's, it's there, but... Yeah. And so I didn't see it coming. Like, I honestly, because it's like, and I, I say this, I've said, I think I said this to you already, that, like, um yes i do have a phd in the vampire Lestat. <laughs> <laughs> and yet this show totally surprises me like i still don't know how, like i know what's coming like i know that they're going to kill Lestat. i know like generally how it's going to go but i don't know how like i don't know how it's really going to play out and so it was like I was just as gripped as anybody else who's totally unfamiliar with the story as to how they were going to do it in this version. And so I like, I mean, Antoinette as a character, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she was like kind of a whatever character mm -hmm. um, anyway. Mm -hmm. But um, I like how that element got used to flip the script a little bit mm -hmm. in that moment. 100%. Yes. Yeah. I agree on those points. Mm -hmm. And. And. <laughs> and it was not my favorite. But it just wasn't your favorite, which yeah, is totally fine. This wasn't my favorite. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Totally. Um, so there was this, there was this twist. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then um there was, of course, the big wow twist. Talk about not seeing it coming. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I screamed at 5 a.m. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somehow I did not wake up my sleeping child <laughs> because I was like, oh. <gasps> yeah tell me about it how did you okay. feel so are we so, talking oh about the armand thing armand yes. okay so here's so my favorite book in the vampire Chronicles series is the vampire lestat sure my second favorite book in the vampire Chronicles series is the vampire armand oh, god i love armand i fucking love this character so dearly like so dearly so um that entire last scene was happening I also didn't see it coming like there were clues like in the very like early episodes where mm. like he was kind of intimating that like he's not human yeah he's been around for a very long time but I wasn't putting it together with Armand no I just wasn't doing it. Even when they like flashed to um, as a younger. Yeah, yeah. Daniel seeing him in yeah. San Francisco in the 70s. I still didn't connect it to Armand. I don't know how I didn't, but I didn't mm -hmm. until that very last scene where it actually gets revealed. And I was just like. <laughs> 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 so. So excited, like just <laughs> 
so excited for this version of the character because again I mean like you know I'm like the book snob but it's like again I didn't see it coming because it's like in the books Armand and Louis are already finished so Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting him to be there in this Mm -hmm. current form but it's like it actually with the new timeline makes perfect sense that he would still be there and that yeah Ugh. I'm so excited for this next season to like spend so hey. much more time with Armand same so excited still uh, well um I, I my first thought is on um uh what's her name that we we just spoke about a second ago um Antoinette Antoinette I I liked what happened to her because it does show again it reinforces the idea that uh Lestat uses people you know mm-hmm. what? he doesn't really necessarily love them or is unable to you know he doesn't love mm-hmm. her at all it's just sort of a part mm-hmm. of keeps her around for a reason other than that mm-hmm. but um as far as Armand is concerned like I don't know I I think Antonio Banderas is Armand in the film right if I'm not yeah. mistaken so it's very different that's that's my only knowledge of Armand is is that interpretation mm-hmm. and so when this happened and it's it said more to me about um what type of character uh louis is like mm. he how he's always under somebody else's thumb uh mm. he he is such a a sub <laughs> you know what i, I mean say, are you calling like, him quintessential sub? yes he's a quintessential <laughs> sub um he can ne- he never has quite he never quite has control of his own sort of person if it's not lestat it's uh it's um, Claudia. And now we see that it's not Claudia. It's uh, Armand in this moment. Like mm-hmm. you really can't trust anything he says or does. Like w- when we see those flashes and glimpses of him taking Claudia by the throat, I was like, this guy is the problem. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like this guy is the issue right now. Uh, uh, uh. Um, and it does, it does make you kind of, uh, and we've talked, we talked about it in the last episode. He's not a, uh, um he is an un uh unreliable, unreliable yes narrator thank you mm-hmm. uh and this really hammers that home you know what i mean like uh, i thinking back on every part of this thing that he said and kind of seeing the little glimpses like of him making uh daniel's like uh arm shake mm-hmm. and stuff like that like this guy's a dick mm-hmm. and louis is an asshole like extreme <laughs> And it doesn't really like fall into place. And, and it does make you question in these final moments, everything that's happened up until now, which I really like, because mm-hmm. how far back does Armand's control go in this timeline? Yeah. Did, did he know Armand when he knew Lestat? Like at what point in time does he come into play? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I so I'm. Say. I'm really curious now. I'm really but curious. I um yeah, I know. That's what that's what's so great is that it leaves us all like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. And Armand is this, like, but... he's only heard half the story. It's like, oh Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what does he and mean it's by like, that? To talk about the the way Louis revises Claudia's story. Mm-hmm. Um it's like he 
you know, it's like she's talking to Louis in the run up to, you know, the the moment, the bloodbath mm-hmm. about like how, you know, she knows that she's going to lose him to Lestat, like in this process that she's going to lose him to Lestat and that she's going to have to she's going to have to pull him out of it again Um, because he knows that she's that or she knows that he's going to choose Lestat over her every time. And so she has to like make sure that he doesn't do that for herself, you know? And the fact that Louis tries to talk about her feel like the, the first kind of moment of that scene after Lestat dies and they're looking over his body, she's showing remorse in Louis's version of the story. And mm-hmm. then it like, but then it's like, no. You know, it's revealed very shortly after that it's like, no, she was super pissed at Louis for giving Lestat an out. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, choosing him over her. And by trying to revise her version of events and trying to revise her story, he's choosing Lestat again. He just won't, like, he won't let go of it. And as much as he's trying to be like oh no it's like I want to tell this story and I love Claudia and like our relationship is so like familial and special and but it's like he he's not letting her be her you know mm-hmm. he's letting he only wants her to be his version of her and that's fucked up yeah, yeah. it also I feel like that whole section like thinking about how he is all those moments where he is curating Claudia and her entire kind of existence, really. Mm-hmm. And the moments of tension between him and Daniel and Rashid. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, you know, Armand undercover is like, don't press him to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah like what and seeing what they're seeing those moments of tension between the three of them and between him and louis um after the reveal is sort of like oh my gosh there was all of this stuff going on that i wasn't even paying attention to that yeah there in hindsight yeah. Yeah. Like, well, like, what are what's Armand's stakes in how Claudia's story is told? That's such a curious thing to me. Like, I don't know. That I don't is know. Uh, for season, season two, two and I... or the second half of the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Which, if you can't wait for season two, just read I mean, the second half. I mean, I, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm really tempted to read the books now, honestly. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I feel like I did with Queen of the Damned, only in the opposite direction. I want to read them because. I like I love it now as opposed to watching Queen of the Damned and being like it can't be this bad. Um, I will I mean, say, how dare, how dare I mean the book is. Church, I mean these Aaliyah. books are these books are fucking yeah, yeah amazing. I, I will I, yeah, really I'm, amazing. I'm leaning so. towards reading them. Um, I one thing I really did like about this episode, um, that it just talk in talking about how they're trying to sort of manipulate Claudia's story, which is a an obvious sort of misogyny um there is like like the the social things that were happening like the two of them sitting at the back of the bus 
like in the mm-hmm. back half of the bus. Like I was mm-hmm. like, why aren't they sitting next to Lestat the first time I was watching it? <laughs> and the second time I was watching it, like, oh, because they're black. Like, mm-hmm. like that all the black people are in the back of the bus in the scene right now. Yeah. Um, the when yeah. he's saying like the the word like the when they reported on the events of that night, like the one thing that was left out was that there were two men dancing and kissing on the thing. Like that was so awful and evil they couldn't even like write about it in the papers you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, and again this whole like undercurrent uh that's being represented in this story uh, of of how things were um i mean it's really interesting to me like to see that Mm -hmm. uh and and again to compare it to the other sort of toxic behavior that's on display and Again, yeah. the sort of silencing of a woman in this case that we're talking about and uh, yeah. uh, parsing through all that is in, in what the show is saying about it or attempting to say about it and is, is really, I'm curious of what your, your all's thoughts are on that because I'm, I'm still, you know. Oh, I mean, I love it. It's yeah. like, I mean, I love it when there's like this many, there's, there's this much going on and there's mm-hmm. this much like subtext, everything going on. Um. Yeah which is why I love all of the choices that they made to change from the books Mm -hmm. to tell this kind of story this way. And let's definitely talk about race because the books as to borrow from Justin are Lily white. Like, and so like the fact that, you know, we're going to bring race into the story. We're going to bring um, gender into the story in mm-hmm. a way that the books don't um, is, I love it. It's thrilling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it completely to, to all of these points. It's one of the reasons why I um, disagree with a lot of the criticism that has come out around uh, aging Claudia up Hmm. because yes it's interesting it was interesting in the book it was interesting in the movie to experience like what a tragedy it was that she was turned Mm -hmm. as a child because what that would mean for the totality of her life um always being looked at as not just a child but like a small child Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know but that isn't like that's not a narrative that is really important or adding anything to our lives today. Yeah. Um, and so taking the opportunity to make her black and also mm-hmm. a teen, mm-hmm. now we're getting to see like, oh, this is a this is a young woman who can pass as an adult-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, who is empowered by virtue of the fact that she's immortal, <laughs> but is still living in this very disempowering society. Yes. That is interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes. that is way more interesting and uh, provocative mm-hmm. than if they would have stuck with the, yeah, the porcelain doll porcelain doll story yeah yeah and it's the same thing with race you know this was taking place in louisiana in the books which was 
It I was mean, taking place during slavery. Louis was a plantation slavery. owner. Yeah. And it was, and it's, and it wasn't addressed to the degree that the show is addressing it by any stretch. Mm-mm. And that is fascinating and provocative. Yeah. Which is really, I mean, fascinating and provocative, probably how you can describe the whole of <laughs> these novels, right? Yeah. Which is why I think all these changes are so smart and they work so well because mm-hmm. it's very on brand and it's very, you know, sticking with the theme. Obviously, I don't know how Anne Rice would feel about any of these things, but I, my hope is that she would be very excited um, or what. Same. Yeah. 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 Same. I, because yeah. like, yes. I, like when I, like watching the first episode the second time, I, and mm. I just really sinking into like the dialogue and like the words used and the score mm. and all of it. I was mm-hmm. like, I think she would be extremely proud of this. Like, oh. I think that she would be extremely happy with this because it's like, it, it captures the kind of grand sweeping nature and the, po- mm-hmm. like, you know, the poetry that she wrote in really, mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. Um, I was like, and this episode, I was like, it's like an opera. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like lyrical like that and mm-hmm. visually stunning even like when the bloodbath is happening which was like holy fuck <laughs> can that we talk was about the bloodbath for a one minute my favorite holy parts, fuck yeah one of my favorite parts of the whole episode <laughs> i was like now we're talking <laughs> give me, me just... this marie antoinette vibe with all of this blood everywhere yes let me let me slurp out this person's eyeball like yeah yeah (laughs) let me tear off this dude's fucking jaw Jaw. (laughs) yeah holy shit and And then i mean like oh no go ahead oh go on go on no i was just gonna say like i loved that the people that were getting totally torn to shreds were ones that were just being insufferable fucking assholes yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. the whole the, time the, mm-hmm. the uh the opera society i was just like oh my god, <laughs> oh my god like all of them all of them like, it was pretty amazing oh hannibal vibes eat the rich yeah. such eat yeah. the rich. hannibal vibes yeah eat the rich and the room pretty amazing pretty amazing <laughs> um but yeah and i was just gonna say like you know the kind of like the fact that it's like this like shocking gory bloodbath that mm. then leads into the death of Lestat Ugh. which was like so like you know it's like one of those like I'm watching this from the bottom of the ocean like I can't breathe mm-hmm. yes. moments mm. yeah I was gasping so much blood yeah so much of it um and oh. I'm just like oh it's so romantic yeah. Well, you, I mean, you nailed it on the head. Operatic is like the right word. This is such yeah. a, so. That uh, was yeah. a crescendo for the freaking record books. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. I was heave sobbing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even though there was a part of me that was like, the death of Lestat. Oh, well, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, all yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. We, we all know. We all know. Yeah. still. Still, still. But still, it's like again a credit to this show mm-hmm. for those of us who are familiar with the story and know i mean if this is a spoiler for anybody like please 
first of all. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> for it to still have so much weight. I mean, the mm-hmm. the when they're backtracking over like how it all really went down and it's Louis holding him and just like screaming and sobbing. Mm-hmm. I was literally like, I actually don't know if I can take it. Mm-hmm. Mm. so filled with emotion my heart is so swollen yeah <gasps> i i was feeling so much anxiety watching this episode i had to stop and come back to it like three times <laughs> and i was like I, I gotta pause and i'll be back in a couple hours kind of thing it was a lot yeah it like, was, was a lot. it really really was um so much information <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad i watched it a second time because yeah. it's the details as we were saying like just lines of died like come to coffin instead of come to bed you know just things mm-hmm. like that it was it, oh, so perfect or uh sister daughter infant death like that mm-hmm. whole exchange at the piano the way they shot the stuff at the piano with their fingers starting to intertwine as they were playing mm-hmm. uh it was perfect um oh my god uh well well dressed tyrants wherever we've seen that before just like the little snipes they were like Mm-hmm. like we're so perfect and well oh god in the and... very beginning with the fucking encyclopedia salesman yes oh, knowledge oh, is the god. edge of the ocean yeah and you think you can contain it in 20 volumes mm-hmm. it's a relic before it's even gone to print yeah i oh. was like oh yeah my god <laughs> fucking Honestly, gorgeous dialogue yeah, yeah it's moments like that when i'm watching the show and i'm just like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> how dare so perfect you and just just f off. just okay yeah. fine be perfect you know what i'm just i'm offended yeah <laughs> perfection okay so i did watch the episode again Mm-hmm. And I'm still like, okay, was it in this episode that I, am I remembering it correctly? Even though I just recently, I just watched it last night. This is the one with Lestat playing Moonlight Sonata, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say. Yeah. That I was like, are you tugging on my OG interview with the vampire heartstrings right now? Again, another moment where I'm like, how dare you? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. I went straight to my, <laughs> I mean, we're still going to the same era. <laughs> we are. I went to the Beethoven biopic with Gary Oldman. God damn it. Yeah. Talk so they, kn- it's like, and don't act like you don't know what you're don't, doing. You know what you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> you cheeky minx. <laughs> by cheeky minks i mean the entire production team <laughs> so many beautiful moments um i mean the next thing that's coming up for me to talk about is Another little detail, because mm-hmm. I literally could sit here and just dissect all of the details and why yeah. this is done and why that was done. Yeah. Um, I specifically loved that they had Armand floating. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, that's a power move right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. inside. 
you don't need to float. Yeah. <laughs> he floated yeah. to grab a book from high <laughs> yeah. up on the yeah. shelf. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And Eric Bogosian's performance in this whole section. Yeah. It was like every moment of his like fearless, I'm at the end of my life, snark, gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In an instant. Yeah. yeah. And I was like. Like, oh, I'm actually scared you're going to kill me right now. <laughs> He's like, I thought that I was on my way to die of one thing. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't this. Uh-oh. <laughs> totally. Hmm. Um. Yeah, like I said, that entire reveal, oh, I was just like, <gasps> no. <gasps> well, would would we have gotten that reveal if Bogosian wasn't, if that character Daniel wasn't such a good journalist? Oh my God. Like just to see through the bullshit and push and push and push until yeah. they were like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> like, you're going to push, we're going to tell you. And like, it, it was like, this is, such good character writing mm -hmm. to make a character smart enough to see through it. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. they've, they've kept that consistent throughout the entire show. It, it, they, he didn't need like some little, Oh, he got that part of the story. It seems wrong with this. You know, he didn't have to realize it at the moment. No, he was just getting tired of the bullshit over the mm -hmm. course of like this whole interview process. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. he had reached peak bullshit. Like, you know, you know what I mean? He was like, I can't mm -hmm. contain uh, this. Is yeah, too much he's now. like, I can't fucking do this yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's like, because at that point, he's like, am I going to have to throw away fucking everything all over yeah. again? Yeah. Because yeah. why are you wasting not... my time? Yeah. yeah, you're wasting my fucking time. Yeah. And I don't yeah. have much left. Yeah. And I and they're like, you sure don't. Um... <laughs> <laughs> JK, JK, JK. Um, I also love how active this character is throughout the entire show mm -hmm. it would have been so easy to just make him like you know the daniel malloy of yesteryear that's really just kind of like a tool to mm -hmm. serve as you know yeah the, the audience really right. and just yeah. the center of of right because it all really is like the interview with a vampire really is just a giant piece of exposition if you think about it. <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. to have him play this super proactive mm -hmm. role yes. while still maintaining that character mm -hmm. and, and playing the role of that character, which is the interviewer. Right. Mm -hmm. Genius. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why isn't everybody obsessed with why this show? Is, we, Lisa and I were talking about that. We were beforehand. just talking about we were like, this. Why aren't like, people talking about this show? Is it yeah. because it's AMC? Like I can't wrap my but, brain around why this is not blowing up everywhere. Like like Killing Eve I don't was know. A, on AMC, and, yeah. and that was like everywhere. I don't know why this. I don't isn't. know. Like, it's it's like, not making sense to me. I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's not quite adding up for me either, but. I'm comforted by the fact that it's like they are they're clearly franchising this whole thing like yes. season yeah. two is already happening yes. like we don't have to sit and wait like we did with fucking Sandman yeah. forever yeah to find out it was like yes it was like before it even aired they were like yeah there's gonna be another season of and this. there's gonna be a whole other 
and the, based on the one Mayfair of the other witches, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is which ties into the same you know immortal yeah, universe, universe right um yeah. is starting up in january and so i'm like listen i'm not too worried about it at this point because i'm like i think everyone's gonna get there because here's the thing if anybody's sleeping on this there are those of us out here like the three of us for example <laughs> and a handful of people on the internet yeah. that are like y'all like wake up and watch this motherfucking show yeah yeah, yeah. well and we should it's mention all sheep all right like another one of our podcast mates is also watching it claire's watching oh yeah it. claire's watching yes, and she couldn't claire's be here today because she's on an today. airplane and and justin was waiting for the entire series to be released to watch it all so i'm all sure right. he'll he'll catch up too um, I suppose that's fair. I guess. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah. I suppose. So, okay. So all so, members of Popsicle are on board. I mean, Justin's fair. not yet, but right. I mean. He will be. He will I be. I do, in the spirit of this section of the conversation, I do want to call out possibly my favorite tweet that I have seen that is expressing love for this show. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's you know how they it. do these roundups on the immortal AMC. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is from uh Dirtbike Funny, whose name actual name on Twitter is Cleopatra de Pondelac. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> I love it. The tweet says simply, I'll engrave Jacob Anderson's Emmy myself with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And I said, girl, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And then, of course, my second favorite from Silverline Boba. <laughs> no words can convince me that Sam Reed isn't Lestat. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Very well, could be. He's like, oh, they want somebody to play Lestat. I'll play myself. How about, yeah, I'll just play yeah. myself. Yeah. It's and very Lestat to just play yeah. himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And then on the inside being like, you all thought. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah keep it's very on brand for him. Mm-hmm. When you're a million years old. Right. Good for you. Sly Fox. <laughs> <laughs> He's being all dramatic about his own death. Uh, and I died like this. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got really laying it on thick. <laughs> yeah, got the really, blood really. packs underneath <laughs> his shirt. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Oh, no. <laughs> um, we're available for acting roles. <laughs> okay. So, any final thoughts? Because this is a pop up. We could go on for two and a half yeah, hours. We could. Any Ooh. burning desires, last favorite pieces that you want to share? we talked about we talked about pretty much everything i just i'll just leave by saying that it's like i i cannot fucking wait for the next season because i want to see how they keep on molding this story with these characters and this timeline and everything i just yes i just can't wait get on it (laughs) I, I make it snappy. Five by five. 
I will, five, I will men- five, five. <laughs> I will mention this because Casey, uh, you, Kelly, so you uh, uh, texted it. The mm. and it wasn't in this episode. It's in the previous episode. The train conductor was oh moment was oh god pretty pretty amazing. Uh, I have to say that whole sequence was pretty amazing. Uh, but definitely yeah. the train conductor was. Yeah, as we perfect. as we kind of said on that text chain, like the drama is highly yeah. appreciated <laughs> yeah. and well loved. Yeah, but I love the comic seasoning. Yes, with T- things it, like the train yeah, conductor. Yeah. Tickets, please. That that and the whiny existential queens comment are uh-huh. like off notch <laughs> yeah chef's kiss mm-hmm. beautiful when on that note, <laughs> note i guess i need to say this outro uh okay i mean is there anything else we want to say before i go into this outro I think we no, we yeah. covered think that episode yeah. pretty well. I yeah. think yeah. we've said it all, and we've all said it, and we've all said it. <laughs> Thanks, Judy. Um, okay, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> if you enjoyed this conversation, know that we will be at LA Comic Con December fourth. That's a Sunday with two panels. We're going to be discussing things live. It's going to be awesome. And plus, you can check out our expanding catalog of conversations. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts and know that sometime soon, sometime, sometime we'll be diving into David Lynch and Mark Frost's Twin Peaks with our podcast called That Gum You Like, which will be coming back in style and more pop-ups whenever we feel like it. Really the best thing you can do to stay up to date is follow us at Popsicle Pod on all social media or wherever um, you get your podcasts or join our newsletter that is free and exists at popsiclepod.com. That's P-O-P-S-K-L-P-O-D. Until next time, voulez-vous coffin avec moi? This has been a Popsicle Podcast production.